Opinionated Marketers, a podcast from Cambridge Marketing College. Hello and welcome to Opinionated Marketers with Charles Nixon and me, Kieran Kapoor. Charles, you found an article in The Economist, um, which fortunately is not behind a paywall, um, and it says, can Amazon deliver again? It suggests that Amazon is the too much of everything store and it's suffering from that curse of the founder moving on and the, the new person taking over, which I have huge personal sympathy and understanding of, um, they're obviously not quite such a large business, and saying that um, the pioneering e-commerce giant is just battling soaring costs and stagnating legacy businesses. Yes, that's uh, an interesting discussion um, to be had, not only for Amazon, but for, for several other organizations. Um, uh, Apple's obviously been one that's gone through a similar situation. And there are there are many others as um, the, the founders step down and um, others take over. Um, the other aspect out of Amazon is the Icarus uh, phenomenon, which is mm-hmm. the two, flying too close to the sun, um, taken from the, the Greek myth. Um, and uh, there are some some very interesting aspects I think that come from this. Uh, one is on um, you know how does company continue to grow, um, and the degree to which it is innovative. Um, uh, the one aspect that I like particularly out of the article is the chart at the bottom, which shows uh, the founding of Amazon in 1994. Um, and then plots the uh, growth in its annual turnover um, against its level of product uh, innovations. And the interesting aspect is that its major innovations, such as uh, its new websites, its delivering of Amazon uh, web services, um, the uh, delivery of Prime, uh, Amazon Fresh, the Kindle, um, and uh, indeed the uh, the Echo to some degree, but. Um, all of these happened um, before 2012, mm. um, when Amazon was doing reasonably well, um, but not making particularly large profits, which was the uh, overarching um, uh, idea, I believe, of the founder on the basis that profits were not the thing it was chasing. It was chasing a market share and um, the platform strategy of getting more and more people to use it. One of the elements that this then provides is the aspect that innovation takes time to come to fruition because um, it is only since that time, roughly about 2010, that the uh, revenues have started to take off dramatically. Um, And really the evidence seems to be that the innovations take time to bed in to the marketplace um, before rising, as we know, in the standard product life cycle um, to the uh, growth um, that they achieve, roughly speaking, uh, of about maybe just before or uh, during the pandemic. And it is now the situation, of course, of a new CEO who has got to wrestle with the issue of declining growth in revenue um, and a limited amount of innovation that has been piled up in the past um, to consider what they do next. Um, and as you quite rightly point out, this article then talks about the fact that um, the successor is now in the process of of cutting costs as being the obvious and quickest solution, including the, the Echo team um, and all of uh, the other non-critical um, services. Um, and 
it's a it's a classic situation i think that it shows that from a marketer's perspective that innovation takes time to to bed in and become to marketplace in the revenue terms that we would expect um, and therefore shows the product life cycle still being highly relevant um, and from a marketing and business perspective internally um, the question is you need to continue to balance your your innovation um, in a BCG style uh, in order to be able to bring constant innovation to the market rather than just the process which has has gone on which is acquisition of the same sorts of things yes it's quite interesting looking at the um, the chart that you you picked out um, uh, it it has a, there's there's sort of two elements to it. One it 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 plots some of the main things that happened. So back in uh, 1993, by the looks of it, Jeff Bezos drives from New York to Seattle, sells the first book in 1994, um, and then go goes on to um, and sort of charts various of ten things that they they point out. The last one being 18,000 employees laid off. And then underneath that, they look at the um, launches, the products and the acquisitions. And it's noticeable that acquisitions come in round about the time that the annual revenues start to go up. It's as though they've got or key acquisitions. I'm not sure they acquired before then. But round about sort of 2012, the number of acquisitions seems to big acquisitions seems to rise. So you, they've suddenly got acquisitions of things like Twitch and Whole Foods and MGM and as you say they are very much more of what Amazon already did whereas previously to that you had the bookshop then you had a store for everything and then they moved into the Amazon um, AWS the online services which was a huge move into into cloud computing and everything else and I remember at the time people were going well when are they doing that for but it's now a major source of the, of the revenue I do sort of feel like the article likes to have its cake and eat it so Andy Jassy <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce it um, succeeded Bezos in um, about a year ago and one of the first things that happens with a new person coming in um, is that everybody looks to see are they going to make huge changes well Amazon's a huge company. You can't make changes sort of, you're not going to wake up one morning and suddenly make changes. Changes have to be planned in. And equally, they then complained that um, he speaks to Jeff Bezos at least once a week and all the decisions he's currently made, it's hard to see they would be different from anything that Bezos had made. And I'm thinking, well, if he came up with something that was wildly different to what Bezos did, I would imagine the article would be saying, well, that's, you know, he's completely ignoring what the founder originally said. So it's quite interesting how people view and discuss entrepreneurialism. Mm, yes, it is. Um, there is an element, I think, that we have journalists writing stories who are not um, people who've experienced the, 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 the process themselves. And mm. so they're very good at writing, but they're not necessarily commenting from a point of view of um, having experience. Um, the element that uh, it brings out is, you know, the role of, of entrepreneurism and the role of um, experimentation. Um, and um, we uh, know, um, very sadly, of the death of the co-founder of the college, unfortunately, uh, was um, uh, announced um, at the weekend. And he, Ian Brownlee, was extremely good as being an innovator in terms of looking at what was going on and seeing how new ways could be found um, to provide the same service or indeed a better service. And he was a passionate marketer and educator.
Um, we sorely missed by me and certainly and I think others uh, who will see that, you know, what we did as a college was to change the paradigm um, in the marketplace for the way in which professional marketing education was, was put forward. And it's actually not me that I originally said that. It was somebody else who uh, um, is now at uh, the judge uh, business school, um, which is an interesting aspect because, uh, you know, Ian came from a, a very traditional company. He came from Cadbury's, worked very closely with Sir Paul Judge, who uh, gave his name uh, to uh, and his funds to start the Judge Business School, and with indeed with uh, Malcolm McDonald, um, who is uh, probably the preeminent marketing planning guru. And the three of them worked very closely together in uh, looking at innovation and new ways of bringing products to market. Um, so uh, the way in which uh, companies continue after innovators have moved on um, is a very interesting and uh, challenging period, as you indicate yourself, um, <laughs> and um, is one where uh, one continues to do certain things, but you have to, as you said, in interestingly, like a super sanker, you have to steer it slowly but surely into mm. new directions. Um, and I think uh, Amazon uh, is going down that route. It will be looked back in time with, uh, say, that actually 2022, 2023, 2024, when, whenever it happens to be, will be this time at which you know, it founded its new direction, um, which is still yet to be publicly made, though whether or not it may well have been internally made uh, is what we wait to hear from. Yes, I mean, coming back to Ian Brownlee, anyone who was taught by him will remember fondly Ian talking about the Corby trouser press. Um, and yes, I indeed. remember at the time thinking, well, this, you know, this is a bit old fashioned. But actually, the innovation that came with that, the, the, um, the, it is the, the original trouser press that you have in all hotel rooms that um, press trousers, funnily enough. Um, but actually, the innovation that came with that, they had a product, they sold it into a marketplace, hotels, realising that there was a need, because uh, particularly at that stage, there was lots of business travelling, people needed to arrive places looking smart. Um, mm. And you didn't want to necessarily, you didn't want to arrive looking um, uh, creased from the journey. And a trouser press was a superb thing to have and to find. And it felt welcoming and encouraging. And it was exactly what you needed. And you felt here was a hotel that understood your fundamental requirements. Um, so, And there is an innovation that now we just take for granted. I can't remember. I mean, I'm sure they do still have them in hotels, but I think it's just sort of standard. It's part of the furniture. Yes, yes, indeed. I think the other thing that those who've been taught by Ian will remember will be the rows that he used to put on the front of the desk to make sure that people didn't stress too much on the basis that uh, the rose was there to remind them that there were other things outside and uh, they should uh, remember that rather than just stressing about uh, their exams and their assignments. He will be missed and you know what we now consider to be you know, an important uh, aspect of mental health and well-being was something that was a norm in those days. Um, very nice to talk with you, Kieran, um, uh, again, and hopefully we shall uh, look forward to uh, new innovations in the future. Like and subscribe to this feed for more podcast content from Cambridge Marketing College.